Tyreek Hill has been traded from Kansas City to Miami. When Tyreek Hill left the roster, I put Kansas City third in the AFC West. They have two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours, and four sevens in this draft. That's a lot of picks. Brett's building this thing back uh, to where we feel comfortable so that we can go win on Sundays. Hello and welcome to another Irish Abroad podcast. Uh, this evening you got myself, Neil, and we just have one other in my company. It is Duncan. Duncan, how you doing, man? I'm alright, thank you. Uh, I'm very good, thank you. We've just spent like the last 20 minutes talking about our trip to Kansas City and it's just fired me up completely because I, d- I just want to go now. I know, it's quite soon, right? It's, uh, um, so it's six or seven weeks away. Yeah, it's not many weeks. Uh, 7th of October, I fly. You'll be the same. We're yes. on the same flight. Uh, we're on so, the same flights, yeah, so I'm pretty yeah, so, so. Yeah, it's good. Really exciting. And that, I mean, that means the season's starting. It's kind of all... Um, it's come it around quickly, like hasn't it? Yeah, it kind of feels like it's just gathering pace a lot. It felt like, like the draft doesn't feel that long ago. No. And then we've had a whole summer since then. And it's now just we're kind here. Of, yeah, it's just kind of clipped past... But I suppose that's what the NFL try and do, isn't it? They try and kind of keep you involved in it, you know, with, with oh, stuff totally, as much just, as you can. You, you're just like you get the you get the draft and you get excited for all your new guys, and then that's just sort of fading into the memory. And then you got all the training camp. Um, you got OTAs and stuff. Yeah, all the training camp footage comes out, and it's like a, it's it's not like like for for any American or, or otherwise listeners who are not au fait with. Like our football, soccer, in inverted commas, that, that we've been watching for <laughs> 40 odd years. Um, yeah. Like all of that happens behind closed doors. We don't see any of that. The first, the, the first that we see of any of the guys, of any players, new, old, otherwise, in a season is on the first day of the season. Yeah. Or first sort of pre-season games, which are, um, you know, very much like the, the NFL ones, that they genuinely mean nothing. They're just money-making schemes for most of the teams sort of touring the Far East in Australia and things like that. That's all Man United do these days. Well, exactly. <laughs> go, go wherever someone will pay them a shitload of money to go. Yeah. And then play some local spuds. Well, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, so Man United go away to uh, China and play Everton or whoever. Some, yeah, some oh, we played Liverpool. We played Liverpool. Yeah, t- totally bizarre. Um, uh, and then you go into Australia and play Melbourne Victory. Yeah, your players come back broken. Um, yes, but like the NFL is so different because you get every single bit of the kind of the the build up. You know, you get daily coverage from camp. Um, you know, you got all the um, they, they put their own, like the, the teams put their own um, socials together. You've got the franchise on on YouTube. You know, as a kind was of a new um, episode of that came out the other day, wasn't it? I haven't watched that yet. I think so. It's not because it was weekly last year, so I think I think it's fortnightly, maybe. Um, I have to admit. I really like it, and I know it's quite sanitised. Um, you're not going to get any secrets, no. as such. But I really like seeing the players be people. Yes, completely. just the normal side. Because we're so like we see them for a few hours on a Sunday, suited up, looking like superheroes, playing like superheroes. You know, completely sort of alien and untouchable to what we do. And then you go and see um, Trent McDuffie like moving into his new house in a new city. Yeah. 
because that's just what normal people do when they get jobs they just move house yeah. and move to a new city and I think it's really interesting it's quite like that, that like you just a totally different side to the to the guys I, I have to I really really like it yeah obviously I'm a fan too um, and some people have moved into the city and some people have moved out because the roster cutdowns were this week uh, do you like that segue that was quite a good segue it was, it was nice <laughs> yeah it was smooth it was smooth well, um, we, is this the time we talk about Owen and Tom were not being here well, well, roster cutdowns. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Owen's redeemed himself this week because Owen is now going to Kansas City with us. As uh, Amy very, very kindly has got him a trip to KC to go see uh, the Raiders game with us. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, we only found out this week. Uh, when he, so he had his birthday. He's probably just turned to, to, twelve. To second, like twenty-three <laughs> or something. <laughs> young, young compared to us. That's oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, he's definitely he's vastly reducing the average age of the trip, which is good. Yes. Um, younger, faster, stronger. That's like the Chiefs' motto, isn't that? Our, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm going to adopt that as a motto for our trip. Um, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> we wish so, we were younger, faster, yeah, exactly. stronger. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so Tom was coming. Um, so Owen's, no, coming. Owen's coming. Tom was yet to clear waivers. I don't know if the like Broncos Europe's put a bid in for him or something. <laughs> um, we'll see. If he comes back next week, you know he's uh, you know he's cleared it through and we've we've elevated yeah. him. Yeah, um, he's um, he's on the edge though. So of the fifty-three, um, oh, I can hear Margot in the background. Uh, I know. Lens on the phone. Just keep oh. going. Um, I, if I need to duck out, I'll duck out. Okay, grand. Uh, so of the fifty-three, um, did you have any big surprises? Like, was is there anyone you were hoping that went made the fifty-three that didn't? Well, I had, I had done a bit of a prediction in my head, and I think I got about forty. Five, forty-six, forty-seven of the names right, which I was pretty chuffed with. You had a spreadsheet um, of it, didn't you? I was, yeah, you sent well, me a spreadsheet with your predictions. Yeah, listen, I, I, I spreadsheets are my, are my life. Love a good spreadsheet. Kind of all Love I do. Um, and I think the names. I was surprised that Shelton didn't get in. I thought he would, particularly given, you know, that we'd, we'd specifically brought him in quite late on in the process as well. Yeah. And sort of a man of his size as a nose tackle um, as a as a, as a sort of defensive run stuffer um, probably something we don't have he's probably the closest yeah he's good but he's um, well not many people have the size of of, of, of Danny Shelton to be fair he's, six, six foot two three hundred and thirty nine pounds yeah he's a he's, a, he's, he's two a, roster spots yeah he's a, he's a pretty unique yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's I think I was surprised with him, and I think I did the other one that a lot of people were talking about was Ronald Jones, and I had him on my list, and I again, I think mostly because, yeah, I don't want to say he's a proven commodity in the NFL, but he's a good player, like people have seen what he can do, you know, so he won the, won the Super Bowl with the, um, with the Bucks, right, so, mm-hmm, yeah. He doesn't necessarily have a lot to prove in that regard, and he maybe didn't show as much as we wanted him to in the preseason. But again, I think he's got a body of work, and um, I think he's a slightly different type of back than we have. So I had him on the list. I um, kind of find it hard to see where he fits in on game days. Like, do they keep four running backs active? I doubt. And you would imagine Clyde's RB one, McKinnon, third down back, 
Pacheco yeah. backs, backs up both of them. I mean, I say I'm not surprised. I think that um, we might talk about sort of trades at some point. Um, uh-huh. But I would say that if there was a candidate for us to trade away, I think he's he's number one as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he's Agreed. probably our... Um, your conditional fifth rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, if you know, if anything, he's he's the one that um, our most tradable commodity almost. So it wouldn't, it still wouldn't, it still wouldn't stun me if he wasn't, if he wasn't on the roster right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In two three weeks for the first game. Um, were you slightly surprised that they only kept five receivers? Um, yeah, yes, and but. no. And I think because I think that I think the, the top five guys were locks. I think that um, yeah, obviously you got the big names, and I think that uh, Watson did more than enough, you know, in his opportunities in preseason to to merit a spot. And he's obviously yep. got the the trust of Patrick Mahomes. And again, he's like he's new to us, but he's he's got two or three seasons in the NFL in him. So um, I think that he he was definitely number five on that list. And when you look past that, I think that. We were just chatting about Josh Gordon before, and you know all the potential that he showed, but not even potential he showed. Um, uh, the ability well, he, that he showed he early in his career, yeah. Um, production is what he had. Production, that's the word. Do and I still just, have that? St- oh no, I've just I've closed that tab. Whatever that was. You like, talking? You talking? Eighty-seven and sixteen hundred. Eighty-seven receptions, sixteen hundred yards with the Browns in twenty thirteen. In fourteen games. I mean. It just never worked when he got here. Just I, I mean, I assume he just had too long out the, too long out the game. Yeah. Perhaps Andy Reid's um, scheme just didn't lend itself to what he can do now. Because I think he's is he on the Titans practice squad? I think now, so he's obviously like he's still got something. You can see he's still in great shape, and by all accounts, he you know he applied himself properly, did all the right things. It just never worked for him. Just didn't work. Yeah. And it feels just kind of not surprising that he that he moved on and then past that you've got Cornell Powell who's, who's never done anything as much as I want him to and then Doris Fountain brush. and again what has what has Doris Fountain ever ever actually done and I don't mean that that's not meant to be disparaging but I'm not sure he's, he's actually not... done that much for you to be excited about keeping him on the roster so he's one of those ones where you kind of look at him and go oh he could be good on a Sunday given a chance but his probability of getting a chance is probably quite low unless yeah. there's injuries somewhere down the line he, he's you know someone's got to get injured for him to even get on the roster never mind make the field yeah. two two have probably got to get injured for him to make the field and I think that what you've got well what Andy Reid does is a couple of times a season he's going to dial up a weird game for some you don't expect like the Demarcus Robinson Raiders game yeah, a couple of years ago, and perhaps that I mean you're probably looking at that being MVS this year. You know, getting some sort of insanely heavy workload one game, possibly Sky Moore. You know, watching. So you think he's he's even kind of down the list for that? Yeah, kind of thing. And is he? Um, I don't know if he's a if he's a return guy. You know, to get the kind of Dave Tobe um, team spot. So. I think yeah. Sky Moore's looking like the punt returner, isn't yeah. he? And Pacheco possibly the kick returner. Yep, and they like um, uh, Lamons. Yes. The the yeah. cornerback for that as well. I mean, what's yeah. what's 
what's perhaps surprising in the um, in the kind of wide wide receiver thing is they've got that they're heavy on the um, on the D line, right? Yes. So um, perhaps it's more the allocation of where the other spots have gone, and obviously three quarterbacks rather than just sort of five five wides. Yeah, so Blake Bell's going to go. So he's on the roster for now, but he's going to go on IR. Yeah. And then is it Elijah Lee? Is yeah, the, the linebacker, linebacker is yeah. is coming in to replace him? Which that makes seems sense. to be set. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be set in stone. Yeah. Um. I guess you're probably you're perhaps surprised that you know you've got um, Kendo and um, and Herring. Herring, that's it. You know the kind of names of. Do they both start the season on the roster? I, I don't know. I'm not sure what, what either of them have, uh, have really done. Nothing, so, but if you if you want fresh legs throughout the game, you're going to have to rotate a bit. And yeah, I mean, I think as well. You, if you look at um, if you look at our sort of edge rushers on the roster, there's an argument that like if you look at it, full time starters. Perhaps only Josh Kalaftis, you know, is someone that you'd be happy to say he's a full-time starter, and he's a rookie. Yeah. So maybe just getting different <laughs> different names in there isn't the worst idea, and just throwing a see what happens. Sticks, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, that would be if there I had one area of concern on the roster. I think it remains edge rusher. Yes. My my concern is where's the pass rush coming from? Like, uh, yeah, I. You've got Chris Jones as a proven commodity. Uh, Frank Clark on his day, but his days have been few and far between. And yep. I'm not sure what Carlos Dunlap has left. No, Mike Dean is a, a fine. Mike, he's he's all right on first and second down. Mike Dean is one of these guys. Is I find Mike Dean weird, right? Because he, is still quite young. Yeah, and um, hasn't played that much, and yet every time I see Mike Dana, I kind of have—I don't know if it's just because they're both called Mike, but I almost have him like a Mike Remmers type signing that we've we've picked him up kind of, you know, as a as a as a uh, as a bit of a journeyman, having played around, but he's not. He's young. I, I just I find Mike Dana—I find it weird that he's young. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that. He's kind of like the forgotten man of some of the drafts like he's just he's exactly kind of he's exactly kind of what you what you want from your draft just a just just a, a reliable starting piece from your kind of mid to late round draft picks what was he fourth round we picked him in something like that yeah. you know certainly certainly he's he's not outplaying his draft pick but he's not underplaying either no. you know he's he's exactly what you want from a he, he was well slotted in the fourth yeah, round. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly what you want from a draft. Which um, yeah. I saw somewhere that of of the is it in the last three, four drafts, whatever, like the last twenty four players that we've drafted, something like that. That's maybe too many. Last fourteen players they've drafted. There's only two of them that aren't on the roster. Yeah, that's good uh, going, especially with all the picks we had this year. Yeah. Um, or the um, or the practice squad. Um, so it's only Darwin Thompson and cornerback whose name I have 
His name has escaped me. DiCaprio Bootle. No, oh, no. But great name. You can't forget DiCaprio Bootle. He's in the practice squad as well. Zane Anderson, he's the other one in the practice squad that I just can't get my head around. I saw him described as a special teams ace somewhere, and I dispute that greatly. Um, yeah, he was a bit of a liability last year, so, you know, all being well, he won't, uh, won't see too much action. Right, I'm not sure if I have lost Neil. Um, no, I'm still, I'm still here. You're still here. My my headphones have died though, so I'm. We we have traditional audio problems. Um, if someone isn't wearing headphones, so I'm kind of I'm hoping that I've got the volume turned down really low so that we don't get the feedback of Duncan talking and echoing. So uh, we're going to kind of limp through the rest of this, hopefully. Well, we were just talking about not being younger and faster, so here we go, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't work technology either just to um, double down on men of our age no. I mean, the, these headphones like I, I, I need to charge them about every six months they last forever and they choose now to die on me oh I'm hardwired I've gone old school I do have some wireless wireless ones but no I'm, uh, I've, gone, I've gone old school with these old ones school. I'm sure I have a cable somewhere in the house but it's not in this room that I'm in right now Right, well, like I say, we'll 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 limp on. Um, three quarterbacks. What's your what's your view on that? Um, I assume they can't cut Henny because it. Well, they don't want to cut Henny because it costs like three million cap hit. So you don't you don't want to cut him. It sounds like if Bushelli made it onto or towards a practice squad, he wouldn't make it to our practice squad because someone would claim him. Um, so you kind of don't re- if if you want to keep Bushelli, then you don't really have a choice, but to keep him on the roster because you're not getting him on the practice squad. Um, so I I don't doubt he's not going to see a jot of time this year, and then he becomes the backup next year and they let Henny go. I w- I would imagine yeah. that would be the most logical plan. I tell you, he seems like a decent runner. Well, he did have some good stats can, in that last game, didn't he? I? I, I can I can see them doing something funky with him and Mahomes both on the field at the same time. Well, I can see cool. them doing something like that towards the end of the season. As long um, as they're not putting Mahomes in danger when they do that, then no. I mean, this is I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Henny's pretty big and solid. I'm not I'm not sure what Bichel is. It's like physically, I haven't seen that much of him. You know, so Henny's in there. If we if we if we do need to sneak while Blake Bell's. Around and Michael Burton, perhaps you know, if, if, you know, just in case. So we kind of got different options there. And uh, for, for me, I think ideally, when you've got Mahomes, and Mahomes is, is is pretty reliable. Like he's um, he doesn't miss many games. No. And if he does, they're for sort of specific injuries. If you like, they're not for the kind of general wear and tear, aches and pains kind of things that kind of give you pause to you know to wonder about his durability. Um, yeah, he's had something done to him if he misses a game. Yeah, exactly. So, um, f- for me, well, yeah, I guess ideally it maybe have a, a roster spot on someone who might be able to contribute or, you know, in a in a pinch come in for a few snaps. But it's an indication of where the Chiefs are just now. I think how well their kind of off-season has gone. It's It's a forward-thinking move that good teams can make. You know, it's a hard balancing act to make, though, isn't it, between 
kind of looking to win now and still trying to look to the future particularly I mean well actually with my I was going to say with Mahomes contract that kind of moves me onto a completely different subject Russell Wilson <laughs> 250 million with 160 million guaranteed Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the the Broncos have, have gone all in on him. Absolutely. You know, in in a lot of ways, you know, they gave up a lot to draft him to to trade for him, uh, which they had to do something. I, I think for me, that's a weird. It's a weird one, right? Because the Broncos are kind of stuck in this. Like Mahomes is twenty seven or whatever. Right, he's 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 around for for a while yet, so this division's going to be really fucking hard. Yeah. Then Herbert's come in, so it's got doubly hard. And you're kind of thinking, like, well, what are we going to do for the next ten years? Are we just going to not try? Yeah, yeah, you, know, you have Broncos, to go chips in, don't you? You have, to, yeah, you have to do something, and it was always going to be hard. You were like, if you're. I, I kind of sometimes it feels like I contradict myself and Herbert. Like, I think Herbert's got ever got everything you need to be you know one of the real top tier guys and the only reason it gives me pause is because he hasn't put it together for a whole season yet you know hasn't got a team to the playoffs yet you know and I think that's the only thing that's missing from from him yeah so, I mean, what, so you're never going to get a guy as good as these two and if you, you can see the... why Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers were the two names that were constantly linked with Denver. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, because they're, they're the guys that are in the they're the tier of quarterbacks that you need to be recruiting from if you're going to challenge Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah, oh, ex- exactly. And um, I guess I kind of facetiously said online that it's a uh, two hundred fifty millions, a lot of money to to spend to guarantee third in the division for the next seven years. <laughs> But it kind of feels like that's. I mean, I say it facetiously, but like, it's probably true. There, yeah, there's completely a case that if if it all goes to plan, then that's the that's the natural order yeah. of the of the teams. The Broncos are going to have to do some really good stuff around him to um, to get past those to get past the but Chargers then, and the Chiefs. Then they run into the same problem that anyone with a big paid quarterback is, which is how do you pay? to get the players around him you know it, it's almost like you can't do but you can't pay Russell Wilson 50 million a year or whatever it is it's going to be and have like a, a stellar lineup of um, weapons for him to play with like no. you, you can't do both so no. but then I guess in a few years that the Chiefs are going to have that problem as with the Chargers when all these guys get paid and you yeah. know like we, we say that um, every new quarterback that gets signed makes Mahomes look Look like better value, better and that's that's true. But he'll get it back yeah. eventually. Like when he when he comes to to redo his deal, because there's no way they're going to let it run for the full ten years. When he goes to do his deal, he'll he'll get that back, and he'll be ahead of the pack as well. So I think that's just that's kind of cyclical. Um, but then, like, um, I mean, he got a ten year deal. How much more than half a billion do you actually need? Well, like, that that's that's the thing with Mahomes. He understands that and it's not all about it's not purely about the money I I think that Holmes is a a bit of a he's probably quite a complex character if you think about all the different traits he's got like he has this like God given talent you know 
which makes him <laughs> effectively better at his job than anybody else. I think there was there was a line from the Last Dance in the um, the Michael Jordan program, and it's like Michael Jordan is better at his job than anybody has ever been at theirs. Mm, yeah, and you're kind of like Patrick Mahomes is, um, if not, he's probably not at that level, but he's he's approaching that level. You know, he is, he's he's so talented and so good, and and he knows it, and he deserves to be paid like that. He deserves to be the highest paid player or you know or certainly in the top two or three but I think he also understands what that means wider picture like yeah, what's was, the stat about quarterbacks getting paid more than 18% of the salary cap uh, never won a Super Bowl or something like that is that right yeah that even, I, even something with, like that I'm, even with I'm Tom Brady fairly confident on Stafford, that Stafford they must be getting paid but um yeah, like Mahomes understands what that means, and like he's he's got his contract structured so that it, you know, it kind of works both ways. But you you see him like counting on his fingers, you know, it's you know, what, like to ten for his draft position. Then what was it up to six or whatever, you know, for yeah. when he was in the like the top play at the top one hundred list. Like he's he he absolutely has an ego. Like. And his ego absolutely drives him, yeah. You know, to 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 be the best. So I, I find him really interesting in that in that regard. And he's also comes across as just a nice dude, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure that everybody at that level, not not all of the top NFL quarterbacks are nice dudes. We know that from experience in the recent in the recent past in this league, right? So. Um, yeah, I just I find him really interesting in that in that regard. But I also like you say I, th- I think he, I think he completely understands what is needed from him in order to keep the rest of the team competitive. Yeah. And yet also have him, in the kind of, quarterback hierarchy where he where he should be. Cause, yeah, cause I mean, he, a... he deserves to be number one paid. But. Not at the detriment of the rest of the team. No, and he's like. He understands that he can, bit like, bit, everyone always talked about Tom Brady taking a team-friendly deal, and t- like to a certain extent, that was true. But then his wife was the highest-paid supermodel in the world. His wife made. Oh, he's small fry. He, he, his, his wife was the breadwinner, right? And you know, in that, and then th- there was lots and lots of ways that the Patriots allegedly managed to let Tom Brady recoup some of that money he apparently left on the table. So I think I think that's a bit of a misnomer. Uh, you know, she's worth four hundred million dollars, roughly. Yeah. So, and I mean, and all that Brady has to do is work for ten years for ESPN or whatever it is to yeah, to, <laughs> to make that back. You know, but Patrick Mahomes absolutely has that opportunity to make so much money not playing. You know, outside of actually playing. That, yeah, he can have. He can. He'll certainly be able to, to make sure the team's got enough left in the, you know, in the tank to to stay competitive. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think the team, like with um, like the Tyreek Hill deal, they, the Chiefs offered him a massive contract. It's not like the Chiefs said no, like completely no. The Chiefs offered him huge money. The Chiefs offered um, Trent Williams ridiculous yeah, money. money, you know, to come. So like, we're not afraid to to give other guys big money, and that that I think um, there are positive signals around the league as well. When when we're looking to recruit 
sort of big name players, they they know that you know the, the Chiefs are are willing to pony up for the right player. I think the the right player is the key. I remember when we talked to Terrace, and he was saying we were talking about contracts, and he was saying he didn't mind people getting big contracts, but you have to pay the right people the big contracts. You can't screw those ones up. Like you you can't pay hundred million to a left tackle and then you know find out he's Orlando Brown at the end of it you know <laughs> <laughs> I hope Orlando Brown doesn't listen to this uh, no, I hope he does sure well. he but um, I'll tell you what, Orlando if you are listening I wouldn't pay you a hundred million mate. Yeah. Not a no, I, I, you're, you're right it's not it's not it's not what you pay it's who you pay yeah absolutely and I think that there's there's a I mean the, the Chiefs have been burned once with Frank Clark yes um you know on that Eric Berry I was listening to another uh, uh, spoiler alert, Chiefs Kingdom. There are other Chiefs podcasts out there. There's um, 84 of them, I think. It's of Christ. Uh, Allegedly. Um, but the Chiefs' two highest paid linebackers are not even on the team this year. It's Anthony really? Hitchens and another Hitchens? guy. That, Hitchens and someone else they, uh, that they let go. I don't even think he's on the practice squad. They gave somebody like a, uh, like a one million... Um, Guaranteed dealer, so something like that. I can't remember what his name is now. Well, we didn't, we didn't have to let. We didn't have to get to have over the cap loaded up here. We didn't have to. Here. Didn't have to get to know very much about him because he left. You know that. Um, it just kind of shows that you. It's um, it's important to get the right. Jermaine the right, Carter. That'll be him. The right. One, the right one point right seven money. million in dead money. Yeah. Hitchens is four point two million in dead money. Yeah. And while that's not like. Whatever that, what does that total? Six or seven million together. That's not a disaster when you're team building. But you add four or five of those guys up, and all of a sudden you've got, you know, you've got. <laughs> We've got 10, $10.7 million in dead money. Uh, Lauren Duverney Tarnif's getting $2 million this year. Tyreek Hill's getting a million and a half from us. Yeah, $10 million's not bad. Do the Bears not have something like 60 or 70? Something stupid in dead money the Bears have. Oh, um, I don't know. You know, like, so that I mean, that's in itself is not a not a huge problem as long as the rest of the money is spent correctly. Yeah. And it puts the pressure on Brett Veach then to he's got to nail his decision. That's where his draft this year and last year to have so many of those players on the roster now, he's got to keep doing that. That's crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And they, I mean, you're you're kind of a hamster on a wheel in that regard because you need to. Um, the idea is that you get these guys to the end of their contracts and you can't afford them. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want. I, ideally, in five, six years' time, we're not going to have Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and Tooney as your interior line because that shows that one of them hasn't played well enough to get a massive contract. Because yeah. you want these guys on huge contracts. Ideally, I guess, when, when Joe Tooney's contract rolls off, that's when Trey Smith gets the highest-paid guard contract. But that's the sort of problems that you're looking to have, is to recruit players that you can't afford. Sounds counterintuitive, but um, I mean that's that's kind of what we're looking for down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, looking at the fifty-three, one thing I put in the WhatsApp group during the week. Then we'll talk trades now. If you could trade for somebody. Uh, who would you trade for and what would you offer was the question I asked yeah no I I found this quite a hard 
question. Good, it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, because as we've just said, there are kind of weaknesses in the team. I think that if they're, um, I think Edge is obviously a concern. I think that while if Andrew Wiley is your kind of weakest link in the in the O line, that's not a disaster. But perhaps you could upgrade. Yeah, perhaps you'd, you'd prefer him to be your kind of sixth man, yeah. if you like that. Um, so I think there are places that you'd upgrade. But we just spoke about um, the cap. The Chiefs have got two and a half million dollars of cap space now that the kind of roster's been been fixed in. So there's not that many, not that much wiggle. There's no room. wiggle room there, is there? No, and I think the name that was that was mentioned a lot. Um, Kind of in the last few weeks with the Chiefs was, was Robert Quinn from the Bears, yeah, as a trade. But what's he's he's in his thirties. If you're going to get him in, and I'm sure you could get him for not that much, because I think the Bears are, if they're not in full tank, they're certainly not trying to win that many games this year. I don't think. Yeah. So you could you could probably get him because I think the Bears. I listened to the Athletic podcast and they. Uh, the guy that presents that, um, Robert Mays, is a Bears fan. He's like, the Bears have got no cap space, no talent, and no draft picks, and that's a, that's a pretty that's sticky situation. Yeah, it's not ideal. So they be looking for, they might look for some stuff back, but he's in his thirties. He's got quite. It's not a huge contract, but you'd be looking to probably extend it in order, or at least rework it in order to get it into our cap at the moment. Yeah, so drag, drag this year's cap it right down and yeah, and I just don't kick, think that's, kick that can down the road. It's not in, it's not in Brett Veach's. I think it's just not what we've done to extend guys of that age. So he might be out, and I think the other, the other names that I kind of, uh, the other name I thought was Saquon Barkley, which is not a tackle or an edge rusher either, but. He's, I think this is his contract year as well. Yeah. I think the Giants are kind of in tanking. Yeah. All sorts and all sorts of mess. You know, I don't know if Daniel Jones is the the guy or not. And I mean, narrator. He's not. <sighs> again, <laughs> again, um, he's going to need a lot of money. But you you could you could conceivably take him and extend him to. Um, to make it work in you know in sort of a cap situation again whether that's something that we would do I'm not sure but kind of just looking my you know my go-to to answer this was to look at guys whose contracts are up this year kind of a la like the sort of Melvin Ingram type move you know where you're looking for you know just I just I just don't see that many opportunities to, to take guys who I think are going to be starting difference makers within Chase the Young kind was of the name both of us put forward in in a very short space of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, if, someone if healthy. That, yeah, totally. And again, someone that I think that if you offered the right deal, you might be looking at. I, th- I think that this year's first is sacred for us. Yeah. Because we're obviously drafted in Kansas City, so I I, I can't see us giving up that. But Chase, you could could you get him for less than that? I think if you package some stuff up, you probably could. Um, like Production-wise, he hasn't actually that been that great. Um, 
which surprised me. But then again, he's playing on Washington and Washington are a basket case. So maybe maybe that's not quite so surprising as it could have been. Um, yeah. But like his sack, his sack production hasn't been anywhere near what it ought to have been. He had seven and a half sacks in his first season and one and a half sacks last year. Yeah, um, he, but he, he he only played in nine games last year. Yeah, he's he's got injury problems, I think. So that again, you might be able to get him on the cheap, and I don't know whether you know Washington would want that because they've got a few players I think coming up for whether for to give Terry McLaurin a lot of money. You know, they've got a few contracts coming up. I think that they might be willing to get rid of um, Chase Young. Um, and again, you're kind of looking at an Orlando Brown type situation there, where you, you take him on his rookie deal, yeah, and hope to get something done. If he turns out to be good enough, um, great. Bit of a gamble in the fitness thing, but then the Chiefs have got they've got quite a lot of draft picks to kind of play with. I think we've got enough room where we can take a flyer if there is that one guy out there that they think could just put them over the hump this year and just um. You know, make that one difference, one one sort of percent of difference. We have an extra third, don't we? we have an extra third and a is third and a sixth. Probably, and we'll get something back for Tyron Matthew, I'd imagine. No, not much. No, because he signed too late. Um, he signed after the deadline ah, okay. for people counting against. Um, ah, the comp picks. Yes. Right. Uh, I'm just going to check because over the cap does do the compensatory picks. We get a third round because of Ryan Poles. We get a, a six rounder for Byron Pringle, and we get two sevenths: one for Jaron Reed and one for Mike Hughes. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 ammo to use there. Um, do if, we still have won. Miami's picks as well? What picks did they give us? Well, we used one to get Trent McDuffie, or Sky Moore, or well, they, they gave us two picks up. next year, though, didn't they? Didn't they give us a fourth and a sixth next year or something? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's. I think there's a lot to. Jesus, a lot of draft picks. There's a lot of bullets to to kind of load the gun with. So you know, there's definitely things that can be done. Um, I'm just not sure that they will do anything. Not not at the level we're looking at. No. No. Um, at the moment, which is. Again, an indication of kind of where the roster is. They're obviously reasonably happy that you know that that that, it, that it's good enough to roll on day one. Um, yeah, well, hopefully it is. Um, Arizona Cardinals week one, nine twenty-five kickoff. Where are we thinking that's on Sky? I think we are, aren't we? There's some good games. The NFL has loaded week one, but it isn't Tony year. Romo and. Um, What's his name on commentary for... Nancy, it's Jim Nancy, Tony Romo, yeah. Yes. Um, depends what Sky Sports over here want to do. Uh, hang on, let me see. There's quite a lot of divisional games in week one. Uh, right, week uh, there's, one. There's uh, Packers and Vikings, I think, is one that's on the same time slot Let's as us. And Raiders Chargers. Yes, so... Depends where they want to go with that, I guess. Um, but I think that... If you've got a chance to show Mahomes, you show Mahomes. Yeah. I think that would be the... Uh... Mahomes against Kyler Murray. <sighs> well, first half of the season, Kyler Murray, more dangerous than second half of the season, Kyler Murray. This is true. Um, but I think if it's some of the, 
the Cardinals have a lot of injuries. Um, I think they are pretty banged up even at the start of the season. So, um, have to wait and see. I like I like Cliff Kingsbury. I just I like I, I just like the kind of I like his house. Yeah. Oh, his house is beautiful. Um, <laughs> I, I like he's not he's not exactly like other head coaches. I think he doesn't doesn't quite dance the same tune as everyone else. He's going to get sacked if he doesn't make it I this just, season I into do the just, playoffs at least. Ah, well, him and the GM have signed massive extensions though. Have they? Yeah, they got really big contract extensions before Kyler Murray. Ooh. So they are kind of and just they're I'm just tied not together sh- then. Yeah, I'm just not sure what I think of the, the Cardinals. I think they could be one of the more overrated teams, and they're not even they're not even that highly rated because they haven't done anything. Yeah. But I think that they are perhaps they're perhaps the worst team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Okay. Yeah. You think you think of all the teams that, that have got like a top ten or twelve quarterback, you know, other good bits around about it. Uh, I th- I think that they are the worst of the uh, the worst of the kind of Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I reckon you could talk me into that. I think an- any of the NFC ones that aren't the LA Rams would fall in that category. Um, 49ers, meh, Green Bay, meh, Arizona, meh, Tampa Bay, meh, they've got no offensive line anymore. Struggling to come up with any others from the, the NFC. Yeah, well, the, 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 I guess the, I mean, I think it's going to be the Niners, that's my prediction that they'll, they'll come through. Trey Lance, meh. But Jimmy Garoppolo's got to be the best backup in the league in, for, for quite some time. Um, I I quite like the Niners. I think that they've got um, kind of quietly a lot of a lot of really good players that we've probably never heard of. Just like the the, the sum of the parts just works. Yeah, they, good they team. know exactly what they want to do. They know exactly what they want to be. And yeah, I mean it's it's all on this quarterback. Um, and they've got an expensive safety net. But um, yeah, I fancy the Niners to come out. Just like as you see with the Chiefs. Chris, even Brady and, and the and the Patriots, like going back to back is really difficult. Yeah. And we did our sort of way too early power rankings. I think it's a split between the Bills and the Rams for kind of number one spot. But it's just it's really hard to go back to back. Doesn't matter how good you are, really hard. So I, I think that even just kind of on that basis alone, I'd vote against the Rams, which is I know a, a, a pretty facetious way to do it, but. I think that I think that's where I would lean. I, I voted for the Rams in there because, uh, as your Super Bowl champs, until someone comes and like if the Bills beat them in Week One, fair enough. Um, but the the Bills, I just there's there's red flags there for me, and uh, they're getting all this love and they'll have all the pressure, and. They had a shitty schedule last year and they still didn't get the number one seed and they still puked in the playoffs when it came to us. Like, the, I go back to, they lost 9-6 to the Jags. They lost to the Patriots when they only passed three times. They got beat by, they blew a double-digit lead against the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger. Like, good teams don't do that. And 
I don't care how good your roster is, there's something missing there. And if you had Andy Reid or Bill Belichick coaching that team, they don't lose any of those three games. And they don't blow a lead twice in the playoffs in the last two minutes. Um, there's just there's, there's something not quite right about the Bills to me. Yeah, they've got a loaded roster, great, but there's a big but there. Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest, I'm like, I don't dispute any of that. And I think I largely agree that, like, this whole, or oh, they stick, they were kind of, they're almost like they're kind of Super Bowl champions. Like, a lot of people have noted them from last year, but for, like, this magic that Mahomes did in the, and then the, the toss of a coin. But, like, after we won the coin toss, that drive was incredible. Yeah. And I know that the defence was gassed. And I know that if Josh Allen won the... Uh, the Bills won the... If they won the toss, I know that Josh Allen would have scored as well. But I think you're right. I think... Um, yeah, at the, at the moment, they just haven't got that next... They haven't taken that next step. The flip side of that is... No. I just wonder if they are a little bit like the Chiefs from our Super Bowl year. When we got re- we got a default finger on there close to getting there, added a couple of bits, Matthew, Frank Clark, and that was enough. And I wonder if Von Miller is is their last bit. I I thought they I thought that was the step they were going to take last year. So they they get to the championship game against us, lose fairly passively, um, and we go on to play the Bucks in the Super Bowl. And I thought right well. They needed to lose a championship game to get back and win a championship game, but they didn't even make it to the championship game. So, you know, I I find it hard to see where everyone's kind of saying, oh, they've taken, they arrived last season and they they made this big step forward. They had the shittest schedule you could possibly, if you could pick the schedule you wanted, they had it, and they still lost six times. Like they they went zero and six in one score games. They went one and three against teams with a winning record. Like good teams don't do these things. Good teams beat these teams. They're just it's just something. There's something not right there. Something missing for me. Yeah, I think I think I said in one of our WhatsApp groups that is like the 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 coverage of the NFL, like the national media coverage or international media coverage of the NFL. It's so it's so narrative driven. And it sounds like a cliche, but like, the, I don't, I don't agree that the NFL or the media, or whoever wants to take Mahomes down, I don't agree with that at all. In fact, no. I disagree with that. But what I think is that they've just, there's just nothing new to say about Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. There's, there's been nothing new. He's, like, he's played four seasons. He's, he's had a home championship really game every time. He's done things that no one else has done, and I just. I just don't think that there's anything very new to say about him. Whereas you've got this sort of like Josh Allen's recovery from a you know a, a pretty average, um, pretty average first season, you know, and the Bills kind of emerging, uh, you know, from the shadow of Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. You've got Justin Herbert, you know, and as a kind of a like a West Coast Los Angeles team that they're desperate to do well. The Chargers, you know, have been. Sort of trendy picks for years and years and years and underperformed and this just might be the time you know you've got sort of burrow on this huge comeback after you know busting his knee open matt stafford in the rams you know after 
a chap on the door so often, Tom Brady moving and he's, you know, he's the story wherever he goes. I think they've all got new things to be written about. And just because the media are talking about them, I don't think it means that they want to take Mahomes down. I just, I just think there's nothing new to say about Patrick Mahomes. And that's probably where they've, they've got to this point where he's like, oh, like Mahomes, you know, and Travis Kelsey went down the field in 13 seconds or whatever. And, that, and that's great. But it's almost expected. Yeah. And I, I've said it with, and I just, like, he's normalised greatness to a point where he does things that probably 28 of the quarterbacks in the league aren't even capable of on their best day. The other ones, you know, need lightning to strike in order to do it. And he does it over and over again. Week in, week out. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, I think that that's, um, I just think that oh, numb, I don't even know if numb is a word, it's just expected. And perhaps last year when we weren't very good and our offense was terrible last year for, you know, for long spells, that was new. So but he still had like 4,000 and something yards and 30 odd touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Like he, statistically, at 4,839 yards, he still had a really good year. 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Yeah, exactly. Pass a rating of 98.5. Yeah. And that's allegedly, you know. His... And that's a bad year. Yeah, exactly. That's a down year, yeah. Like... So, I, so I, I, I think that teams like the Bills, I think that they're so. They're spoken about so much because I think that they. I think the media, I think the NFL, I think that they, they want these storylines, they want new faces, they want rivalries. They want the next big thing. Exactly. That's, it's, it's such a weird league, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before, Like they strive for parity with the draft, the salary caps, you know, the revenue sharing, all that sort of stuff. They strive for parity. So in theory, they think 32 teams have an equal chance of winning every single year. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, they really want superstars, Mahomes and Brady and Cooper Cup last year, or Christian McCaffrey, or Derek Henry, or Aaron Donald, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. They want these superstars, and they want them on the same teams to create these sort of, you know, this rivalry, these these sort of supposed dynasties. You know, so while they don't want the Chiefs or the Patriots or the Rams to win six Super Bowls in a row. They want them to have the chance of doing it. Yeah. So that's where I think the media is just now. I think I think that they're trying to talk up the next thing that's going to consistently sort of challenge Mahomes in the AFC because the, the the Chiefs absolutely dominate the AFC. We might, in inverted commas, only have one Super Bowl so far, but no one no one's record over that four years comes close couple. to what we've got. So just kind of on this then. What do you see as the expectation for this season then? Is it Super Bowl or is it Ch- AFC Championship again? I, th- I think it's always Super Bowl. I think as long as you've got Patrick As long Mahomes. as Mahomes and Reid are there, it's yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's Super Bowl, but that doesn't... Like, last year was disappointing with the way that we lost. I, d- I don't necessarily think that getting to the Championship game should be viewed as a failure either, or only getting to the Championship game. The way that it panned out was horrible. But I don't think that should be viewed as a failure because, like, like we said earlier, winning is hard. Yeah. Doing it often is hard. Like, yes, Tom Brady's got six or seven rings, whatever, and that's more than anyone else will ever get. But he's played for 25 years or whatever. He's 46. Yeah. 
So like yeah, it's not yeah. like like so he wins one every three years. Yeah. Mahomes has won one out of four. Like it's not like we're not far off that kind of um that kind of trajectory. So I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust. And I don't think not winning the Super Bowl is necessarily a a failure. But I think that the expectation is is a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'd agree with all of that. By the same token, we're not like uh, who would you say? We're not like the Bucks, whereas this is the Bucks last you know, last hurrah. You know, or you know, a team that've got like salary cap and contracts that they can't manage and kind of have to dismantle themselves you know we're not like that so you know we can we can well I think we have hit a reset button you know this season I think we'll, we'll be different this year but we like I don't think we're trying to, to avoid doing the boom and bust thing aren't yeah we, exactly right? we don't have to we don't have to we don't have to necessarily worry that some sort of window is closing because I think as long as you've got Patrick Mahomes Andy Reid like the the window the window's always going to be it's always going to be available for you yeah look at the teams that got to this that have been to the Super Bowl recently we beat Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners Jared Goff and the Rams got there you know Burrow and the Bengals you know yeah. um yeah. Matt Ryan and the Falcons wasn't yeah. that long ago exactly Fal- um, Nick Foles Got there with the, you know in the Eagles like you don't have like whereas Aaron Rodgers hasn't been there for quite a long time yeah you know it, there's no guarantees no it, it, exactly there's no I think that's what I'm trying to say here. There's, there's no guarantees and um, yeah I just I just think everyone needs to be a bit careful with like kind of almost how you frame the whole the whole thing last year was horrible but mostly in the way that it happened, not the not, not like the sum of the whole. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And if you told us as we were in Newcastle, I think we were, we'd lost two or three in a row. And, you know that that Chargers game, which is just diabolical. That we'd be in the home championship game. You know, basically with with the game won at half time, that felt like a very long way away at that point. It's a long waffle just to take everyone. <laughs> Keep calm and carry on. It's a long old season. It's a tough old season as well. It's just so hard to get back there. I think, I mean, this is the thing, like, we could, like, Patrick Mahomes could play absolute scorched earth. Um, the Chiefs could be an awesome team. We could get 11 wins easy win our division and you're the number two seed because the Bills division shit yeah or the, I, you saw last year the Titans were the one seed because you know the division crap that could easily be the Colts this year you know that division that they're in is it's trash uh, it's crap right yeah so like, there's a there's a there's a there's a, a not inconceivable route to them winning 12 games so like your home your home your home championship games far from guaranteed we could be better than we were last season and actually have a harder season you know, um, or a lesser result. Or, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure what the right words are, but um, yeah, like I say, it's, it's hard. We've got no, no divine right, no God-given right to, um, 
you know, it's a host championship games. It just it just kind of feels like we do. <laughs> because you that's just get just used to it because you've done yeah, it four exactly. years in a row. Yeah, no, very much so. No, you're, you're right. Right then, 55 minutes, will that do us for the season? Yeah, that was quite waffly. I do apologise to That's okay. To that. we, I think we covered some ground there. Maybe we got some ground, yeah. yeah. Maybe we need to just rethink our roster construction and maybe call up some reinforcements. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Tomo's getting off that wave wire after well, Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come back, Tomo, I forgiven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not allowed out on a Thursday night now, Tom. Oh, no, that's two weeks ago. Social life. Owen's on holiday this week. He's on holiday next week. He's then he's on holiday next month when he's coming with us. Yeah. <sighs> Youngsters in there. I've forgotten what these things are like. Ah, well, I mean, yeah, I used to go on two, three holidays a year now. It's a distant back. memory at my age. I'm not even sure my body would hold up to it anymore. No. I, I'm already worried about how my liver's going to hold up to uh, Kansas City, but that's a whole different conversation. Bud Light, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's not even real beer. That's true, yeah, it is, yeah. Flavoured water. Well, I just got into Tucker Franklin's um, Twitter and get the hard seltzer tips from him. That's literally flavoured water, so that's going to be your saviour. There you go. There's hope. There's hope from Olivia yet. It's a a public service as much as uh, 55 minutes of two British guys waffling about Chiefs. Waffling, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right then. That's good. I'll draw a line under it there. Indeed. Um, hopefully, we'll be back next week um, because the weekend coming after is the first game of the season. Sunday oh, week, we are, what are we, 10 days away? Yeah, right. We are 10 it. days away. Yeah, from so the this, is our la- season, this is so. our last poor preseason performance. Um, next week, we're on it. That's yes. It. Yeah, we're, we're in regular season form next week. Yeah, you can, you can hold us. And hopefully, it's that. more than just the two of us. Yeah, you can hold us to that. Yeah, okay. We will. Right then, uh, Dunk, thanks for your time. Appreciate it as always. You're welcome. You too. And thanks everyone for listening and tolerate now waffle for the past 57 minutes and 37 seconds. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you again next week. Uh, so from one kingdom to another, we'll say goodbye for now. <laughs>